With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you ready? Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It, so. it, that, Welcome to the PP1 podcast. I almost forgot how to do this. Hmm. It's like, been a little while, yeah. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. Thankfully... I mean, thankfully, I do know how to do it. I think all my logo... Here we go. So there's a logo. That, that's working. This is good. We're off to a good start. We're actually still live. I'm not getting kicked out for random technical reasons, Wi-Fi-ish things. But you know what? Just just like, just like the Vancouver Canucks, we persevered and we climbed over the... No, wait. This is not like the Canucks. Just like you and me. <laughs> we persevered. <laughs> And we've we've climbed over the mountain. We got there. Welcome. In case you can't read, this is the PP One podcast. This is our our summer bummer episode. A bummer in a way because well, it might be our our last show for a little bit for the summer because we're uh, we're taking our personal lives a little bit seriouslyer this year. It's busy summer. We're That's be, busy. For we're sure. we're gonna listen to all the cool summer songs like. The Ataris, The Boys of Summer, uh, Demi Lovato, Cool for the Summer, <laughs> Maroon 5, This Summer's Gonna Hurt, Like a Blink. So, so my kids don't need, they don't need ice all day, so they wait till we're podcasting and they come out and hit the ice maker. That's, That's what kids do. That sounds about right. That's, I mean, it's so fitting. Dad, I'm hungry. Well, when you were eating and you had opportunities to eat two hours ago, how about, yeah. So when we're eating or how about like, Oh yeah, it's bedtime. Like 45 minutes ago. Oh yeah. I'm still kind of hungry. You literally had two hours before we sent you to bed that you had ample time to figure out your food situation, but that's cool. That's cool. Um, PP one podcast. We're on the hockey podcast network. If you didn't know, if you didn't know, we're partnered with DraftKings, promo code THPN. Check it out. I'll be organically inserting an ad later in the show. You'll never know, Ted. You won't know till post. That's what they say. You won't know till post. Because I'm going to just... Just going to put it in there like an Easter egg. Just, that's a, just the magic of uh, professional... Like an Easter egg. Professional broadcasting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can comment along on our show. Maybe you want to chat with us. We'll type... Do the typing. Doesn't Jim Carrey do that in a show? You can type along on YouTube and Facebook. There's like I always a. I get that picked up with like sausage fingers. Oh, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Freddie got fingered. Great show. And, uh, was it great though? I don't know. I mean, if I watched it again, it probably was <laughs> awful. Where's Marla Baron? Probably didn't, probably didn't hold up. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, Tom Green holds up. Maybe not the movie, though. Yeah, I mean, Tom Tom Green's probably held up, but yeah, like Road Trip, that held up. I think maybe it doesn't. Maybe not now. They'd cancel that movie so quickly. Oh yeah, likely. Those movies are those movies. They don't make those anymore. Like you don't. They were not going to get any more of the American Pies and the Road Trips and uh, yeah, like all that stuff. Like that's that's not a thing anymore. Like even. Like I don't know if like Wedding Crashers and you know Super Bad. I don't even know if those are things anymore. Like I don't know if they make those movies anymore. It'd be hard to say. There's a new one with Jennifer Lawrence in there, um, and I think it's pretty raunchy. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence one, yeah. Okay. So maybe they still do. Maybe they're flipping the script though, and it's a woman instead of guys being gross this time. It's a bit of a dying breed. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. So yeah, comment along. Jim Carrey fingers, comment along if you like. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. Now that we've got things working, I think we want to channel. It's like that Friends episode. You know the one. Pivot? Not that one, where they get the free channels. Like, what if we right. turn it off? Maybe it'll be gone. <laughs> you can never turn it off. Yeah. So, you know, that's 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 something we could talk about. Uh, I was we, telling somebody about that the other day. Our, like, my, our buddy, our, my buddy Darren. It was like he grew up in this house that they like they got in there and there was just free cable. Really? So they had this cable. Yeah, they had this cable for like forever, and they never paid for cable. It was like it was like Winfield Cable at the I don't know. Oh yeah, I remember. And yeah, like, it was like one of those shitty little cable companies, but it was like it was there for whatever reason they forgot to shut it off, and then like one day they just got home and it's like it wasn't there. The, cable, the cable's off, and so like. I don't know. I don't it's know a good how the story went inevitably, but you have to call in and make that like shameful call. But, like, hey, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to hook some cable up at XXX tr- address. Yeah. And they probably are on the other line thinking, oh yeah, we were expecting you. Yeah, like four years ago. <laughs> we've we've been letting it ride. Free cable. Yeah, we've been letting it ride, and we just decided, you know what? You need yeah. to give us a call. You owe us some money. You owe us some money. We do have some hockey. I don't think there's any money owed, but yeah, I think. They know that you're coming for the cable at that point. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Wheel is on at seven. It's a big deal in this family. We're going <laughs> to need you to turn it back on. Forget about the power. Forget about water. We want our cable back. That's that's a thing now. Like, it's going to be... I mean, you can't, like, fall into free internet. Aside from Wi-Fi, right? I mean, unless you knew someone's password from next door or something. Like, cable, I feel, is like something... You might be able to, the internet, I don't think you could fall into. I always get a kick at this, like the crazy Wi-Fi names, like in our old complex, the somebody's Wi-Fi was like loud sex at 3 a.m. <laughs> mine's good. Mine's, uh, Sh- mine's Shaw Hank Redemption. Oh. Shaw Hank's Redemption. I see what you did there. Or uh, I've seen another one, like, what is it? Undercover FBI vehicle number four or something like that. Have you seen that one? There, like there's there's some clever ones like oh interesting or like the next or please do not use this internet or yeah all of ours are boring it's like shaw 68f something and another one so that's probably next door or that might even be downstairs i'm not sure i don't know i really don't know so threads is a thing you clearly were caught off guard by this today i yeah, you just jumped in the chat. You're like, yeah, thre- we need the threads. We need new threads. Because you've said this sentence before. I, I, I don't think I've said threads. Yeah, but you say it in like a Ryan way. Like, That's fair. Okay, like, I'll give you that. Like, we need new clothes because they're fetch or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so I, I just assumed that maybe you meant we needed more swag. Okay. Every fifth conversation is like, I, I feel like we need some new podcast swag. You know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I am the speaker of the truth. So Threads, as we all know, is the, the rival to Twitter that is slowly crashing and burning. It's kind of like one tire is already blown in the high-speed chase and it's burning, but you know they're still maintaining like 100 on the freeway. You know eventually that next tire is going to go. They're going to maybe go down to 60 or 70. Cops are going to keep their distance because it's still a flaming mess. And then at some point, you know, the last two just burn and you're going to see the guy running through a yard and a dog tackles him or something. So those days are coming. Those days are coming for, for the social medias, I think. I saw I saw a good tweet the other day. It was like, and and this is very obviously a Canucks podcast, by the way. Um, and we'll get there, I'm sure. Um, but the Twitter, like the tweet was like, you know, like I'm I'm too young for Facebook. Like I'm too old for TikTok. I'm not weird enough for reddit like i think there's like a couple more in there it's like where will i go like like i'm 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 not like i'm geo cities i'm not i'm not pretty enough for instagram like there's all these yeah and they're right man it's like if i don't have twitter like where where i'm not snarky and and mean enough to be on twitter yeah so threads i don't know yeah yeah not me personally but so Threads is an interesting one because people are starting to migrate over and it is owned by Meta. And I had an interesting thought about this. I have a, I have, I have a point to get here eventually. Um, but when you think about it, so now they've got Facebook, they've got Instagram, and they've got new Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. They're creating a social media monopoly. So let's say Twitter actually kicks the bucket, right? The only thing left... That would be like, and I don't even know who they're owned by, but who is TikTok owned by? I don't know. It not it like a Chinese company? Maybe. So you got to think, social media is going to be owned by one company. At some point, we're all hooped, and we're all going to need to get off this thing. I'm not a conspiracy uh, theory guy, but I was kind of thinking today, I'm like, we love these things so much, I'm guilty as the next person. They're all going to be owned by Meta one day, and we are all going to have to do whatever they say because there just won't be, we'll just need it. Like a lot of people need Instagram or they need Twitter or they need, I mean, there's the group that needs Facebook or some of these things are like their lifeblood for connecting with people. And they are, right? Well, we were, we were stuck in the, like we were stuck on the ferry, not on the ferry, in the lineup to the ferry. Yeah. Heading heading to Vancouver Island over the weekend and like the, the BC ferry site was down when it was up, it was delivering incorrect information. Mm-hmm. Like Seems nobody legit. had anything. And like, so you're trying to get up to date live news reports. News is slow when you're going to like, you know, the local news companies and local news outlets and stuff. So where do you go for your up to date information? You hit Twitter, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's how, mm-hmm. that's how we figured out that like we needed to be in the Horseshoe Bay lineup and not the Tawasson lineup. That's how we figured out that they weren't ticketing for 6 a.m. the next morning, that they were actually going to possibly make the 8 o'clock. Like, if we didn't know any of that, if we didn't have Twitter, we wouldn't have made that. So, yeah, I mean, I think social media is going to continue to drive the bus for us to, to, to some extent. So, like I said, I think that's kind of scary that we're relying. It's going to get to the point where 
let's say Threads takes off and Twitter tanks, right? It's like BlackBerry. Everybody thought BlackBerry was it, and then that failed. Like it's what it's similar. That? What was that thing like an, a couple of years back that was like that was kind of like Instagram? Kind of like Instagram. Oh, uh, Vine. No, it wasn't Vine. Vine was Vine was like a little bit more like TikTok. I mean, there's Twitch, but that's like a streaming thing. No, 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 it's not that. It's not. I would. It was an app. Would even remember? It. I remember it was like sort of migrating over, and then it just sort of crashed. Well, there's Snapchat. No, it's not that. It's not an obvious one. Oh, okay. Well, I'm obviously. I'll, I'll, we'll come back to it. GeoCities. I'm going to go back to that. I feel like, I feel like eight people know what we're talking about. Um. So anyway, I we were we were getting yeah, nobody was talking. I'm sorry. So threads kind of remind me today that uh, we had some OG options. So this is a food one. So really, what is the best, though? Like, was it when it comes to breakfast foods? We got the OG McMuffin, the, the bacon, egg, McMuffin, sausage, egg, whatever your fancy is. Then there was, um, so, well, maybe, I'm not sure who came first. Uh, then there was, like, the bacon and egger, or the sausage and egger from A&W. Pretty legit choice if you've had those. And then Tim Hortons got in the game with the Tim Biscuit and the Tim Muffins. Who, who rules the roost on that one? For social media, sorry, sir, for, sir, for fast food breakfast, breakfast sandwiches? Yeah. Who is it the OG one that still holds up? Is it? It's, it's probably still McDonald's. Yeah. I, I mean, because uh, we're not going to include, we're not going to include triple O's in this because it's. The no, that's, category. that's, yeah, that's, let's not be silly. Let's not make yeah, this ridiculous. I, I think, I think it's, I think it's McDonald's. Okay. Like, yeah. I think so too. I'm I, not going to say fight me on it, but I don't. <laughs> Like I, like it's I, been a long I month. Maybe we should. Another reason why it wouldn't be. It has been a long month. Maybe we should fight anyway. I think that'd be fun. I mean, you'd kill me, but that's fine. Um, we had some stuff happen. What do you want to get into first? My crazy antics, the Canucks, the draft, home base. Let's uh, let's, let's hit a little. Let's hit a little Canucks early, and okay. then we can talk a little home base, and then go back to Canucks. We can okay. Because I've got a very draft. We'll talk draft. We'll talk home base okay and maybe we talk, uh we still got myers oel buyout to start we yeah have, let's do like, that vegas okay so oh, i know we i mean the, the canucks have gone 10 and 0 to start the season wow how when was the last time we podcasted uh so oel got bought out kind of an interesting one considering that even though they i think we all knew like oh you know our intention is not to buy anybody out but I think they realized they needed movement. They needed to bite a bullet somewhere, unfortunately, and move forward. And I think that was the first move. I don't think it's the last move, but I do think that was the important first move. And then, you know, with that, obviously, comes like, you know, signing Carson Soucy and Ian Cole and Matt Irwin and uh, is it Tristan Nielsen, I think? So they. I mean, that's. It's yeah. kind of like a new signing, but it's an, it's a bit of an old Canuck. Right. So they made they made some moves, right? They but they couldn't do any of that, and they needed to free up a I think a roster spot realistically too, and they also needed to shed whatever. Like they just had to bite the bullet, and I think they're trying to shed as much of that old regime as possible. They still have an owner that's allowing things to happen, but. What what do you think about the OEL thing? Because I mean, we haven't really chatted even off air about this. I don't think. I just think, 
there's so many layers to this thing. I think it, it proves a couple of things. It proves how bad this deal was when it was made. Oh, yeah. How long-term stupid it was, because not only is it, you know, four years worth of a contract that we're essentially would have had to wait through, it's an eight-year penalty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it kind of comes down to, like, would you like to spend the next four years paying OEL the remainder of his money, or would you like to sort of spend the next year, like, eight years paying for paying him out, right? I mean, right. At a, at a lower rate. So I think that the, the team, I mean, it's, it's kind of been squashed to death, but the team knew that it needed to make some movement and cap. Right. Like, these middle middle six wingers and what this team has like a plethora of like it's kind of funny in the fact that like they have they have all this stock in 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 portfolios that don't mean anything to anybody right now right like and i'm sure what will happen is down the road all of a sudden middle six fingers will become valuable they're sitting on nfts that are worth nothing yeah so i think it uh, it, for one it needed to happen the contract is going to age poorly uh, so they had to buy it out. Yeah, we're going to run into some tough years down the road, but that was literally the only option for them at this point to to be able to clear cap space. Now, yeah. I think everybody talks about the fact that they want, you know, like, you know, Myers was the other big conversation about a guy that we could possibly move that had some value or some worth to another team that they would want to take on and not be in a situation where you have to give somebody away for free or pay to give them away, right? So yeah. us making... You know, or Vancouver making the the OEL moves. I mean, that sort of makes. T- t- doesn't Myers somehow become a guy that you need now? I mean, there's only a couple of you know up until just recently, there's only a couple of de- NHL defensemen on this roster. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Myers becomes somebody that you need to have in there, just if anything, to eat minutes. So his bonus is going to be paid out maybe down the road. You know, trade deadline or something like that. If another one of these young guys steps up and takes a spot, then we can look at moving a guy like Myers. But this guy, and he's on the final year of his deal, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. So I, I think yeah, it's sorry, kind of yeah. like that double, not a double-edged sword, but they just kind of eat it. What's one season? Like, it's it's exactly it. I think if you can't find, you still need serviceable players, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. an NHL level player. Oh yeah. And if you and if you can't if you can't fill your roster, this team has aspirations to make the playoffs and you need NHLers on this roster. Right. So I think, I think the bottom line is that I think the club felt that it could, it could somehow free up cap space and they would be able to make a move happen. And it wasn't their intention. That's the big word. I think that was used and thrown around by Elvin to use a buyout. But I think, I think it just, I think the chips were all laid out on the table. And I think it was obvious to, to, to them ownership and the rest of the nhl that vancouver had to make these moves right so it it would have been interesting had they gone some other directions you know maybe using that that cap space we always talk about weaponizing cap space you know having teams pay you to take on depreciating assets um even if it's in for one year um we know just saw taylor hall get traded for for essentially next to nothing and this is a pretty established nhl winger with a scoring title under his belt who's really cleared up defensive deficiencies that were somewhat haunting him the last couple of years and he was pretty much just given away so mm-hmm. i mean and look who he gets to play with too. there's a bunch of stuff here right so uh, there is no way that we were going to move a garland or a besser and oel had to be the guy so this will go down as as maybe the the worst trade in nhl history and it's going to go down if it if it 
I don't know if when this is going to get beaten, but it's the biggest buyout in NHL history. Yeah. So it's it's two of the biggest black eyes that this organization has has now taken on, all thanks to this Benning area era, which for the next eight years is going to continue to make us pay. So literally, he's still hanging around here somehow. It's funny. So I don't know if you saw my tweet from a couple days ago uh, from the Hockey News. Did you see that one? I don't think I, I did, no. So I was uh, sitting on the can the other day. I'll follow you. Yeah, it's that whole it's that whole permanent guest thing you're holding me accountable i get it uh so anyway i was sitting on the can the other day and i was reading the hockey news because i pooping i was pooping yeah pooping pooping no i didn't have my phone that's why i was reading everybody does their best twitter on the shitter yeah but i yeah they that's true but i didn't have my my device with me so i was reading this is what we used to do before phones so i'm flipping through and I remember, like four years ago, this is a while ago. Yeah. So this was from, I can't remember. Luongo was still on the team. So I think it was 20. Oh yeah. Cause Bo Horvat hadn't been traded yet or hadn't been traded for. So it was uh, Jason Bruff and Halford. Right. And they had like, I think it was when they were still with NBC. And so they had like this little live or this blog type conversation on the one page. And they're joking about Ballard and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah. The year is 2023, the Loango contract, the Canucks are finally out from the Loango contract, but they, then the next thing was, but uh, robots uh, rule the world or something like that. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so I sent it out there like, we nailed that one. <laughs> like, absolutely dominated. And I thought, that was so long ago. That was 10 years ago. And it was... Like, beyond crystal clear. Like, that was a word-for-word. Word. That's frightening. Like, even with the whole robot thing, I'm like, man, it's a little too that's too close to home. Simpsons predicting that they'd be bought, like, Fox would be bought by Disney. Yeah. Oh, our boy Ferguson hooked me up here. The, 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 the app, the social media app from back in the day that everybody clamored to, and it just fell off the face of the earth, was Vero. Vero? Yeah. Venmo? Are you sure it's not Venmo? No, it's not a money sending app. It's called Vero. Never heard of it. Like, don't even. I've never heard of that. Well, then you can't at threads me anymore. Dang it! Oh, there it goes. I'm gonna throw my phone off the bridge. That's interesting. It's so crazy, though, right? Like, go to back to the to the OEL thing. Like, that's wild that we finally are past that, and we've added a new one. Yeah, now we get a new one. Like a brand new one. Still has that new contract smell. Brand new. And we're hooped again. But thankfully, we've got a new defenseman to talk about. Tom Willander. somewhere laughing. Oh, he's... Well, he's got... <laughs> yeah. The Canucks was a pretty good job, though. I mean, I get to be employed and I got to stand the cup for it. From them losing. Yeah, we're real fond of that contract there. Yeah. Hey, Lyndon Vay. Really well. Lyndon Vay, can you find my golf ball in the sand trap? Hey, he has cool dogs. He has a bulldog and a uh, Dalmatian, I think. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. I saw him walking his yeah. dogs. They're cool. Terrible GM. That's awesome. <laughs> nice guy. Horrible at his job. Hey, man, you are... We should have beers sometimes. Absolutely. But from what I gather here, you are awful at what you do for work. Yeah. I am. <laughs> okay, that's neat. 
Uh, the Canucks drafted Tom Willander. There can only be one. Yes. How do you feel about that? I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, if some people think that, that we possibly left a little meat on the bone, the Canucks did, and in leaving guys like, I mean, there could have been two or three guys that they could have taken in that spot. So I think the one that everybody was talking about is local kid Zach Benson, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, smallish winger, stun it at every level, incredible amounts of skill, but again, another winger. This this organization like badly, badly, badly needed a, a right shot D. I mean, we're, we're talking about... And that's yeah, the only way you get them. You have to draft them. Like, you have to... That was the, the, the difference when you were talking about like an Ole Ulevi, right? I mean, Ulevi... I don't. I think at the time people were thinking maybe it was a bit of a reach, but he had had that amazing World Juniors tournament, and he had done what he did in London. And mm-hmm. The difference was that he was a. You're taking that swing, and, and he was a left shot D, right? I mean, if it didn't pan out, that's unfortunate. There was the Keith Kachuk thing, right? But I think they're taking a shot at what the consensus believes was one of the top three defenders in the draft. And he's a right shot D, so I think the I think the general like the mass feels like you know this this is a guy with NHL potential. It's quite obvious first round selection, and there was a lot of comparisons early on. I saw people rolling around on Twitter, dropping the Levy thing, comparing you know like Kachuk status to what Benson is now, knowing that they're different players but the same sort of value, right? Like slept on Benson. And it's possible, I mean, Benson's going to have a good career. He's going to turn into a good hockey player. But this team this team needs a right-handed defenseman. And it's not like they were that far above each other, right? And if right. things are equal, yeah. you, have to take, you have to take the need at that point. And I'm always a BPA guy. But but if to, if all things are equal, then you have to take the defenseman. And I think the biggest difference between a guy like uh, Will Lander and a guy like Yul Levy, whose name has been brought up a million times on this, is that A, obviously, is a right shot. B, the guy is, like, a phenomenal skater. Like, I mean, you don't just go from being a forward to making the transition to a D-man just because you feel like doing that, right? I mean, you, you, you already have these somewhat offensive instincts. You have, hand, like, puck handling skills. You The skating stride is ridiculous. I think, you know, we've been lucky that since we got back on this pod tonight, we've watched an entire Canucks development camp and this guy can absolutely fly. Right. I mean, they're dumping pucks in his corner and, you know, I think you, I'll just go back to the Ulevi thing, that sort of plotting slow turn, be able to whip your body around and then start the race to the puck. I mean, they're dumping pucks in on him and he's turning and getting there before the, the four checker can get there. I think they saw something that was dynamic there. And I mean, let's be honest. Let's look at the long track record of Swedish defensemen in the NHL. There's a pretty good there's a pretty good history there, and I would say if you're going to be if you're going to be drafting a Swedish defenseman in the top fifteen of the draft, there's a good chance that you're probably getting something decent out of it. It's you. I mean, we see misses all the time. We can go back to any draft, and you're going to see misses out there. I mean, look at who thought Philip Zadina was going to be a miss. Detroit sure didn't. The fact that they took him yeah. over Quinn Hughes, I mean, we'll forever be grateful. But they took him one spot ahead because they believed that they had their guy at sixth overall. I mean, that's not yeah, a that yeah. shouldn't be a wasted pick. And unfortunately, it was a wasted pick. You don't know that, but at the same time, you know, we we took the Canucks took a guy that they there was enough 
green check marks that they felt like, hey, our worst case isn't that bad here. They felt comfortable making the pick. I mean, I think the guy profiles out as an NHL defenseman, like a potential top pair NHL defenseman, top four most likely. He's going to get bigger. The footwork is unreal. The hands are amazing. There's probably a lot left on the table there from an offensive standpoint. We're probably going to see his game grow a little bit. But, I mean, he obviously thinks the game offensively because he was a forward. Mm-hmm. But then he also understands how to defend too, right? So the fact that you can you can be a former forward and make that jump to D and then get drafted in the first round is probably his draft stock is worth more as a defenseman than it ever was as a forward. Well, he's got hybrid, but not that he would be a hybrid, but he has the, that, not a potential, but he kind of has the, the hybrid brain. So he's he knows yeah. when he can pinch and he knows when he needs to hang back. Whereas there's some, you'd look at a stay-at-home defenseman or you look at maybe an offensive defenseman, right? Where their brains work differently. Whereas you've got a guy that's kind of like your midfielder in soccer, right? Like he can yeah, kind of do both. A, this is a new age, new age NHL defenseman, right? And and I want to say this is a new age defensive defenseman, but I think there's untapped offensive potential there, right? But the new age defensive defenseman is is it's it's almost more of like that Chris Tanev type than it is like a, a Carson Soucy type, right? It's it, you don't have to be big and be strong positionally and be physical you can just get to pucks first and mm-hmm. i think ethan bear was a good example of that when when pucks were dumped in him he was the, always the first man back off the wall up and out yeah. every time yeah like without fail and and imagine if 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 ethan bear was was even a better skater if he was as good of a skater as tom willander is mm-hmm. i mean the, i think you know i don't want to just say that he's gonna come out and just be quinn hughes's partner one day but he has that ability and we can't say that about any other prospect in this camp and then the canucks went back to back in their third round and then they took hunter Burstevich, and they took another right-handed defenseman who's got good feet who's put up good points i don't think he knows entirely what he is yet at this point but he can do a little bit of everything and i think the point is is that you're drafting right-handed defensemen with these skill sets that you can continue to develop down the road yeah and that's what this organization doesn't have right Mm -hmm. well and i so i think they've tried so hard to make wingers work for so so long i mean jake Vertanen would be the big one and they're look but they i think maybe now they're looking as well like let's not look at project guys let's look at guys that actually have the value for where they are i mean a project would be a goaltender but again you still know what you're getting out of a goaltender Let's talk some DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.com ma.org in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort kansas in west virginia gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 
888-788-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. So they're not going to be like, well, we know we're going to have to work on this. We know we're going to have to work on this. They've already got a guy that they believe like, all right, well, the only thing you're going to work on is just getting bigger and just continuing to do what you're doing and figuring the game at an NHL level. That's it. Yeah, he's already he's already playing, you know, he's already playing pro <laughs> hockey in Sweden. He's going to come over to the United States. He's going to play NCAA. Like he's he's going to be playing with next year's first overall draft pick, and and Aiden Celebrini too, who also got drafted uh, week before last. So I mean the the. The fact that he's already coming here to, to play the North American style game, and like, man, like NCAA hockey is is it's crazy. Like there's there's just max effort that happens in these games because there's only like what one or two games a week or something like yeah. that. It's not like you're playing every second or third night. No weekend games. Hanging out eighty days. Yeah, like it's eighty games in a week. Yeah. So that so I will agree with you on like at least the first two picks, and then after that, it like gets kind of weird, right? But there's, that's the draft too, right? Like it is. That's where there's room for projects and stuff like that, right? That's where you and there's some there's some weird projects in here. Like took Matthew Perkins, they took a 19 year old um, in the fifth round, uh, Youngstown USHL, 5'11", 156 pounds, like 15 goals, like 29 assists in 60 games. I don't know what kind of player this is. I haven't done my homework on it, but that's a small profile i don't you're gonna have to put on a lot of weight just to get to become an adequate height and weight right and he's, the, other he's guy the next tyler mozienko he's tyler mozienko yeah ty mueller out of nebraska ncaa so i mean this guy's already playing in college hockey a 20 year old prospect yeah i mean they must be thinking that this guy has pro pro ability right now maybe he's going to come down and play on the farm or something like that um and then there was like some fun ones like celebrini was like a fun one right i mean uh they took the the big guy Vilmer Ellerickson, right? Six foot six, 214 pounds. Doesn't have a huge scoring profile, but he's playing hockey out in Sweden. What happens if a guy like that develops? Like They have that already. You have it, right? I mean, it's there. That's a good, I feel like that's a fun, good project to take, right? And then the last guy is like Soria Minio. And that one's kind of interesting because Minio is kind of this like, I don't really notice him. We got to watch a couple Thundergate Birds games this year, and I don't know if I really noticed him, but that's kind of like the push on NHL defensemen, too. If you don't notice him, maybe they're doing their job, right? I think so. But the good thing about Minio is he's going to be in that program where he's going to be the next guy up where all these other guys are sort of graduating, and that's a really good hockey team. So maybe that's the push. Maybe they're just thinking, here's a guy that's going to play a lot, that's going to get really good coaching, sort of like all of these Rockets defensemen that have come up over the years, mm -hmm. where hey, you take a guy out of a good program and maybe he turns into a good defenseman because of program, right? Yeah, well, exactly. You're you're going to hit more times than you're not, just knowing what that program looks like. As soon as, you get to the, as soon as you get to the AHL, you've already had a guy who's been playing the pro game for three to four years, unless he's a stud last, but... Yeah, I mean it's been proven. So, yeah, how many guys, right? You, we can we always are able to riddle off the list, but it's not going to end anytime soon. Yeah, so you're like, oh, you know, I have a seventh round draft pick or a sixth round draft pick, and and I want to take these two defensemen, and they look pretty equal. And one guy plays out in Flint in the OHL, and the other guy plays for Kelowna, and I think he's going to get minutes next year. Seems like a pretty easy pick to take the, you know, the franchise that continues to churn out NHL defensemen. And it's a lot cheaper to watch them too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Speaking of Kelowna, my boy took him till round two to get picked, which 
befuddled me. We were, uh, can't remember, we must have had a ball game or something, and I got home and realized that Crystal hadn't been taken in the first round. I was totally upset, not happy at all. Yeah, I was at ball practice. And I looked, and I'm like, he didn't get drafted in the first round. He was projected to go, like, as, basically, they're thinking, what, around 19th, I think, right? Was kind of the the hub yeah, he was. I think he was as high. I remember seeing him on one scouting report. He was as high as like eight. Yeah, I, I mean, really I saw. I saw around the the Canucks level that eleven spot. So he goes fortieth, which again, that's eight picks into the second round. Not a not a slouch by any means, knowing how many teams are in the league now. But I mean, Washington got an absolute steal of a player, and I know he's a winger. But anybody that's watched this kid play, and I mean Bedard, he, he that's a pretty good dude to vouch for him too Bedard knows what's going on with Andrew Crystal like he is so much fun to watch his playmaking abilities are just next level he pulls off the Michigan when he's bored he just he he went I remember from his rookie season to when he definitely kind of had to be selfish but he needed to learn a team game to where he is now he knows how to use and how to be used by by his other line mates. He kind of has that he'll he'll put the kind of the line on his back, but he also knows like kind of like I, I, I don't want to say Wayne Gretzky type, but he does know where the puck's gonna be. And I think having a guy like that come up through Washington, I mean, they're gonna be able to use it. He's gonna be one of those guys that actually I think pans out for them. Not like a Madison Bowie or um who was another rocket that came through? Was Johansson there too? I think. Mm-hmm. I think he, so. I, I think his stock is a lot higher than some of the former uh, rocket forwards that have come out of Kelowna. I just, I think his just hockey sense and his ability are just that much better. Like I was so high on Nick Merkley when that draft happened, and I just thought he was. I mean, they were on a stacked team, and he he was a pretty fun player to watch. But I look as a winger for Crystal, and I do think talent-wise, for what he's able to do in the NHL already, like when he gets that first shot, whether it's, you know, the first nine games kind of thing, which probably won't happen this season, but, I mean, there's a lot of hockey sense there, and I do feel like he'd be one of those guys that, when he gets NHL mature, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So, Washington Capitals got an absolute seal, I think. That's early enough in the second probably could have been a first rounder for a few teams and it is a shame because i'm sure a few teams are going to realize they could should have taken them towards the, the end of the first round but again you never really know until later anyway there's a handful of guys that you do and everybody else you're waiting on but i mean good on you andrew, andrew crystal for uh, for getting drafted that's awesome yeah him and caden price as well so mm-hmm, exactly Price went with the 84th pick, third round. So we had a guy go in the second and the third round. That's that's great news for this franchise. I think, I think Crystal's thing was, you know, towards the end of the year. It's almost like so many of these other guys just leapfrogged him, and I think he was hurt for a large majority of the oh, season, yeah. and that bumped on his draft pick a little bit. And then some of the guys that he was ranked in and around, in sort of that like, we'll call it like the 12 to 20 area. Yeah, they were. They were also wingers, but there's a lot of these guys were just considered. I don't want to say better skaters because 
Kristal's edge work is phenomenal. Like he's yeah. watching this guy in and out and, and lateral movement is really good. And you but you have to, to be picky. You have to be picky for a first round pick. You have yeah. to you have to analyze everything. The one the one knock was was probably skating speed, right? His top end speed for a little guy, I think I, I, NHL or like NHL teams feel you got to be fast, not just darty, right? And yeah, which is kind of weird because there's a ton of you know sub six foot NHLers that have survived with the quick in and out game once they're in the offensive zone, just picking defensemen apart, right? Yeah. So it's not about burning guys wide, and that's not crystal's game and and that's fine and i think that this is if it's if, if skating really is the issue that scouting reports say it is because obviously we see different when we're watching in the games right sure and it's it's against you know inferior competition they're, they're, he's gonna have time with a skating coach to, to sort of work on those things and what if he puts that together now you've you've just stolen yourself a, a potential first round draft pick in the second round yeah and i think washington did really well here and then same with caden price i mean you were talking about guys who went in the second round and I think it's it's just, especially X Rockets, it's just littered with, you know, Kristal is the most recent. Yeah, Caden Korzak, Cole Lind, which was one of those wingers that was kind of up and down, was either going to make it or he didn't. Dylan Dubé. I mean, we had some com- some conversations earlier on whether or not he was going to pan out. Madison Bowie, Colton Sissons, Damon Severson, Brett Bulmer. I mean, there's a guy Blake, that is Blake likely Cole, a Hall Jay of Famer, Shea Weber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just tons of these guys. I mean, uh, <laughs> all the way back down to like Nolan Yonkman. I mean, there's there's a lot of these guys that have played a lot of NHL games, and and the Rockets haven't always been the best at developing wingers. Mm-hmm. But Crystal looks different, man. But you know what? I, so I just wanted to add because you brought up Price. But if you think about it, if you're Washington, you're thinking, oh no, he fell to the second round, and no one's still taking him. They're probably like. Man, I can't believe we got him at eight in the second yeah. round. Like that's how they're looking. They're thinking like we waited and we lucked out and got him because eight other teams or seven other teams should have had him this morning, kind of thing. So and yeah. you know it's developing. And there's there's guy. I mean, look when Boston had their three picks. Remember uh, the tweet from Reese Jessup there? He's like, oh, I can't believe they're going to get Shillington. Um, I can't remember who the or Barzal Shillington, another one. And like, oh, that didn't happen. Like, wow. You can also miss on that stuff too. So, yeah. Sometimes you think I mean, you've got yeah, all the too, answers. Like, when teams have like multiple picks in the first round, you see them. They take the surefire thing, and then they take an off the board guy. It seems. Yeah. Like, why not just take all surefire things? Like, no one's gonna make fun of you. Like, hey, can't believe they got all three of those guys instead of like, oh wow, way to take a reach. Like, you don't reach in the first round. That's not what the first round's for. That's not how it works. Uh, Vegas. They finally won the Stanley Cup. After all these years. Do you remember? Do you remember when that happened? A month ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it felt like so, I don't know, it felt so lackluster, th- them winning. Like, they won probably the hardest trophy to win in sports. And yet, we're like, yeah, all right, six years, good on you, let's move on. Drafts next week. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but it's legit, I mean, man, they won. It, it's it was very legit. I mean, this is the copycat league, and so everybody's now looking to be like, you know, what's the archetype for Mark Stone? How do we get a Mark Stone? Like, what's 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 the what's the game plan to build me a Vegas Golden Knights? Well, why don't you just go talk to every team in the league and see if they're willing to hand you over, you know, all of their best second and third liners, and then see if you, you don't get anybody amazing. 
you just get all the really good guys like just build a team full of like 83s overall and so there's like i mean what you do have to hand them credit for is the fact that when somebody like an eichel pops up you're all in they go all in right i mean they're willing to just give up a they're just willing to 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 give up a a nick suzuki to get their hands on a max patcher ready right they're like any any conversation where a big forward is popping up there's like toronto and i feel like vegas is the other name that gets mentioned right so what a perfect thing to like everybody else is you can use the Canucks as an example to have a couple of elite players and in Pedersen and Hughes and then work so hard to fill out their roster with you know the B squad middle guys right middle guys and maybe the odd guy who can play first line minutes and that's difficult to do that's that's expensive there's a ton of these guys that you know you're you're always hoping you can get the next guy on the list who who needed the chance to get into the top six and I think you know, Vegas did a really good job at identifying those guys in the draft and and finding these players like like Carlson. Like, give me a break. What the hell was Carlson even doing being available? Mm-hmm. Theodore, like, oh my god, like that. What kind of players are we protecting here to try to hang on to guys like these? Right. So they did get Lucas Biza. Yeah, and then they got rid of him like right away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, so, we filled out the roster. K, you're gone. So I, I, you know, kudos to them. Although this this architect or plan to build is it's in like there's only one other team that even gets that opportunity and it's Seattle and look how close Seattle. I mean I'm not saying Seattle was gonna go to the Stanley Cup but they made it interesting they did you know, I mean it was I feel like it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors but they were there who's to say they they don't make I'm not saying a run they could easily get back to where they were last year and build a little bit maybe make a trade at the deadline. Yeah, the, the 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 point is is that if you have a, a solid team full of players that are well above average, that you need to be in on trying to make these trades to augment it with the the elite talent to put you over the top. And you know that it's you always think it's the hard thing to do is to get the elite player, right? And you can always find the 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 talent to augment. But it was the other way around for Vegas. They had all of it. The entire roster was filled out. They just had to get their hands on a couple of elite players. Well, and they, I mean, it worked out in their favor that Jack Eichel was screwed around in Buffalo. Yeah. Like, yeah, but they were there. But they, they were, were there. They were ready. Like, yeah. Hey, man, we're going to give you as much time as you need. And when you're ready, let's go win a cup. I mean, he had one before McDavid and Matthews. <laughs> like, it's what a weird league, hey? It's wacky. Like, you look at all these, but again, you look at the teams that are getting these, the Torontos and Edmontons, and they still haven't figured it out. So it doesn't surprise me that stuff like that happens. Uh, do you want to hear my story speaking of the Stanley Cup? So this actually will tie into our other thing, the home base tournament. So this is, are you ready for this? Okay. So I was promoting the show and I was promoting the home base tournament a couple weeks ago at Player's Choice. Now, there was a Stanley Cup. If you watch the video back, there uh, Jason had purchased uh, a two-scale, same weight, everything replica Stanley Cup. It's awesome. Like it's it's got the etching on the top there. It's awesome. It comes with the box. It's to scale. It's to scale. It is as real as you'd expect it to look. Has the markings on the bottom, everything. So we did our thing, and then after I thought, hey. I'm going to lift, let me lift the Stanley Cup. We'll get a, a cool promo shot for social media and everything. It'll be awesome. Yeah, no problem. 
Tons of people have lifted. He bought this off a guy at a card show earlier this year. Didn't tell me what he paid, but I'm guessing some dollars that that were expensive. It, it's There's a few zeros. Anyway, so we finished the thing. Kinsey, my youngest, is with me. She's got my phone. Going to take a picture. He's like, okay, just don't break it. I'm like, yeah. Like, we were just joking. I'm like, yeah, like the Memorial Cup or like the Grey Cup when it happens. Like, yeah, I can't believe that Obviously. happened. Right? So, anyway. She's got my phone out, ready to go. So, I, I'm hoisting. I'm like, oh, this is, like, this is legit. This is heavy. So, all right, ready? One, two, and I hoist it up. Three pieces. The Stanley Cup is destroyed. I broke the Stanley Cup. It feels like... I should be like banished to like Australia or something. Rikers. It's like the most Ryan thing that could happen. So obviously in the moment, yeah, absolutely. In the moment, we're all looking at. It. He's like, "What did you do?" Like, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, it just broke. So there was another guy there that works at the shop, uh, Mike, who was uh, at the the tournament as well, and like, we're all looking in just befuddlement that this thing broke like this thing took 15 years for this guy that he bought it off to build 15 years why why he just like slowly was putting it together trying to get the right weight polishing like the rings the whole it was like a a passion project kind of thing okay and this thing so anyway we're talking i'm like well how many people lived he's like i don't know like a thousand (laughs) (laughs) and i basically anyone who comes in contact with it yeah basically like whatever and I happen to win lucky ticket number 1001. And this thing breaks into three pieces. Oh my God. Ryan. I broke the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So anyway, that Perfect. happened. It's something I will live with to my deathbed. Um, speaking of home base, tournament raised $175,000 for KGH Foundation Mental Health. Amazing work, yeah. Uh, very, very cool. You and I both played in this tournament on separate teams this year. How did you guys do? We were over. I think we had like two ties and a, and a loss. Oh, well, that's, I mean, not over then. Those are ties. Well, I mean, it was pretty much over. I did, think we lost in, in like a baseball rules overtime, which is pretty cool. You did like guy starts on second. International, yeah. Two outs, yeah, it was fun. Did you guys play the NHL team? Uh, we didn't. Okay, no. so it's probably for the best. But I think you guys played like the ringer team though, right? We did. We played the team that won the whole thing last year in the first game. Yeah. That was the Sox, I think, team, right? Yeah. How, how'd that game go? What was the score? I heard it was... It was like, it was like I think they, so they mercyed us outside of the second inning, but they just, like, we kept playing, and I think we finished with a score of, like, 12-3. Oh, that's okay. Because I think the next game they played was, like, 30-2 to or something. Someone, okay. someone said. So they, they had woken up, I guess, at yeah. that point. Yeah, so you, you made them mad. So I got to play on the Player's Choice team. And this was like the Vegas Gold Knights. It was a bag of misfits put together. My sister was there. She was on your team, yeah. Steph was there. Other Steph was there. And we had, I don't know, it was like this perfect team that just got put together. We beat the Hyper Hippo team that we lost to last year. We beat beat the accounting team. We beat uh, another law firm or something like that. All the teams we lost to last year, we beat. And... It was oh, th- there was a lot of gratifying moments knowing that I was like I don't even care how the, what the score is it could be two one for all I care just beat these guys, and we ran the table 
in the round robin, like we dummied every team. I think our closest game was like 13 to six. And then we had two pitchers, me and another guy. And we were just throwing, it was like junk ball all day. I think I had like seven or eight strikeouts on the day. It was awesome. (laughs) So it was great. We were just like absolutely pasting teams. Most of our games, we were winning by at least like 12. So like we wouldn't get to the mercy. So as soon as we got to the next inning, then we'd start putting up more runs and it just got out of hand. We go into, so we play the, what is it? The semi, I guess the first, because I think you play five total, right? So we play the first one and absolutely wax. I think it was like the hyper hippo team absolutely wax them. And it was such a quick game that we had like an hour to wait (laughs) because it happened so quickly. So sure enough, who do we get? We get we get uh, Como and his band of brothers. So Shea Weber's out there, Myers, Mike Smith, uh, Duncan Keith, uh, TJ Keg is their pitcher. I just said just some scrubs. Oh man, it was just like it was it was basically the who's who. <laughs> I mean, it was only missing like three. Oh, probably the worst team you could have played. Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. So we went in knowing that our our days were numbered. But we just kind of thought, you know what, guys, let's just let's just play it out. We might, who knows, maybe like we can pitch them well enough and just stay deep in the field, and we will get some outs that we don't deserve, kind of thing. So they put up a five spot on me in the first inning, which was kind of expected. I get uh, I get Mike Smith up to bat, and I was I was thinking for like a half hour, how am I going to pitch? Because he's like six six. This guy, he's so so tall. And I'm thinking, okay, him and Myers are on this team. I'm like, okay, how am I going to pitch these two guys? So Mike Smith comes up, and we're kind of joking back and forth. So I throw him this absolutely sick, sick changeup. Like, it was one of the best pitches of the day that I had. And I dropped it right in front of the plate, maybe a foot in front. He reaches forward like the beast that he is, absolutely golfs this thing, no doubter, like 10 feet over center field three-run shot i'm like okay i'm watching we chatted after the game like man that was one of the coolest home runs i've seen because i said you had no business swinging in that and you made it look so easy and wade redden's like you should see his golf swing (laughs) (laughs) so anyway we we lost 20 what did we lose 20 to 6 and we started trickling the runs towards the end we played a full seven innings the other side i think and the the competitive league ended like 2-1 and they were like three up three down on both sides so their game already ended and everyone came to watch our game so we had quite the crowd there's probably a couple hundred people watching our game and i'm getting jeered or cheered i wasn't sure people were yelling my name was weird um actually like it was really weird i couldn't concentrate (laughs) so uh then i get myers and i'm beaking him because he's wearing like these nike shoes they look like wedges on the bottom like a ridge yeah myers was wearing he was wearing like running shoes yeah so i'm beaking him I'm beaking him from behind the fence. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, ump. I'm like, cause that guy doesn't even have real cleats. I'm like, you guys couldn't afford to get this guy real cleats for this tournament. I'm like, come on now. And he kind of looks at me, and I'm just running my mouth, right? It was fun. Like, we had to enjoy it because we were getting killed. And then, uh, sure enough, they win. Good for them. Great cause. Blake Como had a good chat with him after as well. So we're doing the handshakes, and Weber walks away. I'm like, Shay, I'm like, we held you to singles all game. I'm like, that's pretty impressive. I'm like, maybe we'll give you a double next year. <laughs> and he kind of looks around. I'm like, I got to get my jabs in because this guy is like a quadrillionaire. So, you know, 
I got to find my moment too. So it was a good time. Money was raised. Lots of fun. Most baseball I've played in one day in a long, long time. And uh, I having the solace that knowing you guys lost early in the day made me feel so much better. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a good group of guys. I, I played on the the OKGN team this year, so it was it was fun to get out there. It was kind of like my a little bit of initiation back into baseball for the mm-hmm. summer, so that was a good time. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was a, it was a fun weekend um, with a little bit of like a, with a little bit of sadness. We had um, we ended up losing a teammate uh, like literally the day before, um, which was. You know, just just wild. Just ended ended up in the hospital, and then uh, lost a young life at like thirty one years of age with three kids. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what that family's going to do, but I think we'll make it an effort after this um, to 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 share um, maybe the GoFundMe and a little bit about her mm-hmm. story. And but just wild. It was completely out of the blue. No nobody nobody saw it coming at all. It was a just just a. A, a freak thing that happened so we ended up playing it it turns out like you know about half the team didn't know um who who she was uh, jesse ann so mm-hmm. we thought maybe it was best to just continue on and keep playing and and it, it ended up being a, a good day it took a little bit of the, the the stress away from the day to to relax and be with friends and although you know that was an incredibly sad part of the day. We have to sort of keep sight about the fact that so much money was raised for, for mental health that weekend. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. It was neat to kind of talk to a bunch of people afterwards. My neighbor actually works for KGH and uh, I'd seen her with her kids at the thing. We were kind of chatting. She's like, yeah, it sounds like we did pretty well. And so we kind of chatted about everything. And I mean, it's, you, it's not just, like, we were in there. I mean, obviously, it was a lot of fun to play baseball. But when you actually know people that are going through and working there and seeing where this money goes... Makes uh, an impact. And, I mean, again, uh, knowing Jesse and I had only met her the one time when we kind of got together for that little uh, fun hockey thing at Matt's back in the winter there. Um, right, right, but I also... Yeah. I do work with her husband. He's uh, a rep for one of our flooring companies. And uh, yeah, yeah. so I did reach out um, a couple days later because, I mean, that's, that's touchy stuff. I mean, I... I I couldn't even imagine what that is like, and I don't want to because it would hurt way, way too much as you'd be the same. Um, I know that GoFundMe has already raised a ton for them, and he said it wasn't even about the money. He's like, I need to learn how to be a single dad. He's well, like, I've already months. missed like making two lunches. I've missed a doctor's appointment. You know, we missed a practice for this. Like, you think of all the things you do as what your role is maybe as a co-parent as you know a married couple and you think of these are all the things i'm in charge of and these are all the things that they're in charge of and we all we all make it work right we have our list and sometimes your list bigger and sometimes it's not and then you think exactly well what if only one person has to do all that and you've got multiple people to take care of like one's tough enough let alone three and they're all under what age eight kind of thing so that's tough stuff so reality can kick in pretty quickly so um yeah, any love that can go towards that, we'll definitely post those GoFundMe's again. Um, yeah. It's been a little bit, so we'll make sure we're on that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, there's been a lot going on. Obviously, Wit kind of had another little bout there. It sounds like that's going okay now as well. So that's good to hear. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like reality's kind of kicked in a little bit, which uh, is never fun. But uh, I think we have to take 
something like this, like a podcast. I mean, take it for what it is. Like, let's enjoy the fact that it is something that's just like it's fun. So yeah, we're, puts we're, things into perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're gonna probably take a few weeks off unless we happen to lock in a guest that I've been trying to work on for probably two months. Timing just isn't great. Uh, we might just schedule for august uh i've got a busy uh busy weekend going to seattle watch the home run derby on monday so i get to live out one of my bucket list items so you will be seeing my instagram feed blowing up for the next couple days starting sunday birthday road, road trip i mean yeah birthday's not till september but cash i'm cashing That's in your birthday gift though right That's i'm cashing in the token yeah so it's gonna be uh absolutely awesome to watch home runs for three hours so anybody that gets that understands how fun that is um but yeah we're gonna take a little bit of a break enjoy our families and hopefully you guys enjoy this show because we talked hockey and mcmuffins and breaking stanley cups and baseball and other things so and not free agency i think it was the only thing we missed yeah but who cares about free agency it was so it was we were in the hotel the baseball tournament last weekend I'm like oh yeah it's july 1st uh, i think the assumption is that the canucks are just gonna blow it right and they didn't really they didn't. They were very smart about it. I think if we can spend just a minute talking about it, I think they didn't. They didn't go overboard on landing Carson Soucy, which is kind of what we all wanted. If it doesn't work out, it's not a huge long contract. It doesn't make a ton of money. It's probably a guy that they can possibly move. Ultimately, we think it's a guy that's going to help their PK out. And and between Cole and Irwin and Bluger, it's all these one-year deals and stopgap. So if things aren't going well at the end of the year, you get another you shot next year. Yeah. You're not tied in. You're not tied in for money, and you're not tied in for term. Yeah, and if they are going well, then great. We got a nice little pocket to to play with while we're heading into playoffs, and did see how things go after that. Did you just did you just say a pocket to play with? That's a little pocket to play with, you know. Hmm. Interesting. Not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> not sure how I feel about that. Uh you guys, this has been a lot of fun. I don't really have anything left to say. We're going to go into the summer. We're going to own it. It's Kelowna summer. Oh, and uh, I've got some news for you off air, sir, about uh, a friend that may be moving to our neck of the woods and may need some help finding some some digs, if you will. Okay. Maybe this is you and me setting up a Threads account or something like oh, that. Oh, we got to do that also. Uh, <laughs> it's actually on you. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Summer's finally here in Kelowna. We got playoffs coming up for you and me. Golf season, sunshine, paddleboards, sup boards, all that crap, beers, sours, you name it. I don't think you can finish any better than that. This is the PP1 podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Ted. We're on the Hockey Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings, promo code THPN. The Hockey Podcast Network. It's very simple if you do THPN. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go check it out. Go Canucks, go. Enjoy your summer. See you in August. Peace out.